like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. Hello and welcome to Shift Happens. We are here every Tuesday making shift happen in your internal life because we know that's where it all starts. You have to sharpen your axe in order to go in the woods and chop down the woods, right? You don't want to do all that work with a dull axe. That'll be a lot of extra work. So why not go ahead and do the work that it takes in order to your tools. We all need tools to guide us through life. I am Karen Weary with my amazing co-host Jessica Durrell. Well, hello, hello. So good to be here today, guys. We have a great, great show. I'm so excited about the show. I think everyone is going to be able to relate to the information that we're going to be talking about um, today. Um, we're going to be talking about ultimately about stress. And we all know how stress manifests manifests throughout our lives. But our guest today is Dale Troy, who's going to talk, um, tell us how she specifically helps uh, students transition into college um, and be able to handle the stresses about that. So what I love about that is between Karen, who you just heard, and, and myself, we both have um, we're both in our holistic businesses, and stress is something we work with in different ways. So tell them a little bit, Karen, because we're going to get really deep into that, but tell people a little bit about how you work with people um, in regards to managing stress and getting that under control. Oh, my gosh, Jessica. I'll tell you what, people don't realize what it is that's causing all of the this stress and depression and anxiety that they're feeling. They uh, just feel as though um, that's just how they are and, and don't recognize how much things that have happened in the past are still impacting them. It's like, oh, that's a long time ago. I was just a little kid and, and it's not a big deal. But is that it happened when you were a little kid and that is just, uh, our brains are just designed a certain way. That it records things that have happened uh, and and keeps it stored that way so that we have a certain negative belief attached. And that negative belief gets in our way in ways that we have no idea. So the beautiful thing about the way I work with people and, and stressors is that we go ahead and, and it's like updating the brains, the programming that's been in the brain. So it totally physically and emotionally gets released from the body. And all of a sudden, the whole world looks so different. And, and there are so many things that previously stress people out that really is not a big deal anymore. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so when mm-hmm. we you know, usually start our, our shows when Karin and I work together, I like to talk about how Karin's you know, focused on the mind. And then what I do is, you know, it's a lot of physiology. I mean, so I, um, if you guys have listened to us week after week when I'm on, uh, my business 
focuses on blood flow. So I have this wonderful um, German technology that you use in your home that helps you increase blood flow. And stress is one of those things that if you can just relax, obviously it's a huge help for what Karin does for you, but it helps your body just get into a better state. So, you know, the reason that I do that is, is so that I help people in that regard among other things, but also the reason that I was excited to have Dale Troy join us is that, you know, she has a wonderful system that she's put in place and I want to go ahead and introduce Dale right now um, to the show. Hi, Dale. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. We're, we're really excited to have you. And I want to tell people a little bit about you. So I'm going to go ahead and read the bio that you sent us. So okay. Dale is a mom to three daughters. Dale is a former lawyer, a former headhunter for lawyers. She graduated from Yale College and Yale Law School. Following her passion for healthy living, Dale became a health coach six years ago. So she focuses on helping students and their parents manage the transition from high school to college life. And so, well, Dale also believes that students do not have to feel stressed. Isn't that wonderful? Because we'll all talk about our kids and, and how that impacts us or overwhelmed in college. Um, and she teaches students how to successfully transition to college so that they have a positive experience. And her company is called Crush College Stress. So welcome to the show, Dale. Thank you. I, so I love this. Um, and, you know, because I think, you know, all of us are moms. And so yes. Karen probably has the youngest child yep. <laughs> here. So you do, but you can, I'm sure you can relate and you have ideas of when your co- kids go to college. But Dale, part of uh, the information you sent me was why you sort of went in this direction. You have three daughters. So, and then after becoming a health coach, tell us a little bit about why you decided to focus on helping college students specifically and their parents with that transition. So what sort of sparked that? Was it something that was going on with your kids? Was it your personal experience? You know, that's it, you've got this wonderful niche that you're, you've created and you're specializing in, and I love that you're doing it. So tell us how that came about. Sure. Well, it really was a combination of a really a few things. One was that my own experience in college was, uh, I guess I could say stressful. Of course, at that time, nobody <laughs> used, nobody used that word, right? <laughs> so, but I, I was, I was very anxious because I wasn't feeling well. I had a lot of health issues in college. So that just made me feel like there was some, you know, something wrong with me. I was worried all the time and it made me have really not the ideal experience in college. So that was kind of my background. I wanted my kids to have an amazing experience. You know, I was Mm -hmm. so so excited for them. And one by one, as I got there, they all had issues, particularly as freshmen. Uh (laughs) And it was, you know, it just made made me sad and it made me want to fix it. And, you know, what, what can I do to make it better? And, you know, I had all this health knowledge at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to, you know, give that to them, but they weren't necessarily listening. And, you know, it was, it was very difficult. That's so uh, interesting because part of what you, you talk about is how sometimes, and we all know as moms, it's easier for a third party to, you know, explain what might be a good idea or, you know, help our kids out versus sharing our own experiences because kids always, as we did, think they can do it better. I think there's nothing wrong. And, you know, mom, you don't understand. <laughs> no, so. no, they, they definitely, they still don't think I know anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
and they're in their 20s. Um, but what happened was a friend of mine asked me to help her child, who was a senior at Boston College. And that experience kind of turned me around and made me think because she loved everything I had to say. She, she implemented everything <laughs> I told yeah. her. I had loved working with her. It was totally just, validated. you. Really? Yeah, totally positive experience. And I thought, well, if I can work with more kids like her, it will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I could, you know, really make an impact. So that's why I developed this, you know, little niche of helping college students. Well, that's really interesting. So, you know, I have actually two daughters that are in, are in college. And so, you know, I, I, stress is obviously relative to people and, you know, some mm-hmm. handle it better than others. So I have one daughter who um, appears to be handling it a whole lot better than the other one. Um, you know, so it's, it's interesting when you sort of see how, how people handle that, that differently. I don't th- can't tell you that I loved my freshman year. I think I had a a, a, a a more difficult transition. I totally did the freshman 10, which mm-hmm. made it even more miserable mm-hmm. right, <laughs> for right. me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's why I think that this is so, it's great to, you know, to help kids understand. I think they, to some extent, know it's going to be a transition. Um, but, you know, to have somebody to reach out to, you know, I've spoke, you know, before now, it's so great to have someone they can speak to. Um, so how prevalent is stress and anxiety and, and even depression? How prevalent do you find that that is on college campuses these days? Well, I've been doing a lot of research because I want to have a sense of what's really going on all over the country. And I mean, honestly, it's, it's daily. There's a story about the level of stress and anxiety on college campuses. Um, I actually have a couple statistics I can give you. The American mm-hmm. In- Institute of Stress did a study in 2019, and their population said that uh, 80% of the kids that they they contacted were experiencing frequent stress. I mean, that's just ridiculous, right? Wow. <laughs> 80% of the campuses is walking around feeling stressed. But I, I do, I, I mean, just based on my own kids' experience, I saw that word stress constantly in, in text messages. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's just so prevalent. Um, and then another statistic I have is the American College Health Association. They did a study that said more than 60% of the students surveyed expressed overwhelming anxiety in, in the past year. And 40% felt so depressed they had had a hard time functioning functioning at all. Yeah. So, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of, one of the things that uh, we know is that we're not really ta- taught as a culture how to deal with stress, how to self-soothe and do those kinds of things. So well, no research has shown that if a schools, when certain schools in their research study went ahead and taught kids how to meditate instead of doing detention, the behaviors went way down. And could you imagine now if we did that all over and then when they got to college level, they had this skill of meditating. Yeah, I, no, I, totally, mm-hmm. I totally agree. They should be starting in elementary school yes. with, with some of these skills because, I mean, they're, they're basic Exactly, but, but but if you don't know about them and they're not part of your daily life, then it you know you don't know to go to you know use them in the right way. 
So, yeah, and the parents aren't using them either and modeling it. Go <laughs> right. ahead, Jim. Exactly. So, so I actually, I have a question. Um, and I think this comes about just for, and I guess my curiosity is generations. Uh-huh. So obviously, I think your girls are in their late 20s. Is that what you said? Yeah, mid to late 20s. Okay. Yeah. So my daughters are in their early 20s. So not that about far the same. Apart. About the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think we've heard over the years as, you know, when we were young and how we handle things. And, you know, I guess my question to you is in your research about how stress seems to be now this thing and anxiety mm-hmm. is this thing. Um, do you find it more generational? Do you think it's it's something, and, you know, I'm not trying to minimize it, but do you think, um, and then we'll get into the ways that you actually help okay. people get better, but do you think it has anything to do with, um, you know, the, the saying that when kids were younger, you have things like a helicopter mom, you right. know, you, you're, they're, they're a little more coddled. They're maybe yeah. not raised um, in a way to understand that change happens all the time and it's a natural thing and sort of to embrace change as something positive versus something scary. And I know that's, you know, that's individual. Everybody sort of does it differently, but do you, you know, give me your thought on sort of what has created this, this need for you to identify this as something really that needs to be addressed and that you want to help with. Well, um, what you've mentioned is definitely part of it. I think Parents are raising their kids differently, helicopter parents. There's also a term of snowplow. I know you've you heard that one. <laughs> no, no, we're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you guys do out there. understand angels. Yeah, yeah. okay. A, a snowplow parent is one that pushes away all the problems that are going to get in the way for their child. They want to make mm. a, the road smooth and clear for them, you know, ah. not not have any challenges, which as you're saying, then they don't know how to be resilient. They don't know mm-hmm. how to deal with mistakes or problems or, you know, everything has to work out well. They're fearful mm-hmm. of making mistakes. Yeah. So, wow. I, yeah, I think that that is a huge issue. Um, in addition, I think social media is mm-hmm. creating, you know, yeah. amplifying it. Mm-hmm. Because they comp- they are comparing themselves with everyone, and they, yep. they they think you know perfection is what they're looking is the for. Norm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. you know we know that what's on social media is not real. Yeah. For often it's mm-hmm. you know kind of fake pictures and yep. you know beautified. Uh, is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> it is, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think social media plus the parenting, and also. I think a third thing is just a general feeling in the um, in our culture of just a pressure, a feeling of pressure of you know needing to um, you know get a great job, make more money than my parents did, you know do everything mm-hmm. really well, and mm-hmm. there's just like this overwhelming sense of pressure. Like, how are they going to be able to achieve enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just like it's just like a bad combination of factors. Have come, have come together and and then when they go when they leave their home what you know they had at least they had the parental support and home when they leave that and they're having to be more independent and make their own choices it can be very overwhelming for many kids and mm-hmm. and they get into like real problems yeah yeah 
And that's the beautiful thing of being able to step in and provide some of those tools. And because, again, there's some very simple things that can be done to turn things around. A lot of it has to do with perspective and and all that. So I can't wait to hear. Yep. Step out for a couple of messages. But when we come back, we're going to hear more about Dale Troy and and Crush College Stress, uh, which is an incredible program for high school and uh, college students to gain support during those that extremely stressful transition. So Mm -hmm. right back after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. And we are back with Shift Happens, making some shift happen in your life, hopefully. We love to give away free uh, tips and tools that you can take uh, and connections with people that can make truly a difference in your life. And today, we are talking with Dale Troy, who is helping your high school and college students make that huge leap and that huge transition going from being at home, safe in the nest, to flying off and taking off into college life, which is um, can be very overwhelming. And um, we were talking in the previous segment about some of the numbers and how huge the uh, aspect of stress, anxiety, and depression uh, comes up, up around 80% is what Dale was quoting. So, uh, Dale, talk a little bit about you have, you know, these six uh, secrets mm. that will get people to success. Sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I came up, you know, I decided to kind of uh, pull together, you know, what I was doing 
when I was working with different students, different college students to, you know, really synthesize what it was that was, that was really going to help them. So I came up with these six categories, basically, of, you know, how, you know, what's important to make a child or a student, I should say, a student feel more in control and like they could do college and that everything was going to be fine and mm-hmm. just, you know, be calmer about the whole situation. So um, the first one, the first secret is to create a, a plan or a vision for your year. So you kind of know going into college, you know, what do you want it to be? So the whole idea, like really most of it has to do, all these secrets really have to do with being um, proactive, you know, really taking, taking control over the, the process. So creative, creating a vision means, you know, think about how you were in high school. Do you, do you want to be the same? Do you want to be uh, or do you want to, you know, change? For instance, maybe, you know, you, you really care about your grades and you want to be a better student and you really want to focus on studying. Or maybe you didn't, you didn't do enough uh, extracurricular activities in high school and you want to get more involved. You want to be more social. Um, you know, there's just so many different paths that you can take. Um, you know, maybe you, you, maybe you're very interested in government and you want to be involved at the, um, you know, get elected to an office in, uh, as part of the freshman class. So they're just, um, it's, it's a lot to think about, but if you go in like kind of knowing where you, you know, how you want to, how you want to, uh, what path you want to take, it just makes the whole thing much easier for you. I think that's, that's a great exercise because, um, I think what you start to realize once you're making that transition is that you get to be a new you. You know, I think, you know, high school is not easy. You know, grade school is difficult. Let's just, you know, call it out. <laughs> you know, <I> think <laughs> mm-hmm. Once you get to 12th grade, you graduate, you're like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. But so you walk into this world that's wide open mm-hmm. and you sort of identified yourself with who you were in high school and having someone like, like you, um, Dale, let students know that now you can write down who do you want to be. You are not, and you don't have to be that person that you believed or everybody believed you were today. Who do you want to go forward as? And I just think that's a great, that's such a great vision. And honestly, I wish that someone would have told me to have that type of a vision because I went in, I think that's why I didn't enjoy my freshman year. I sort of walked in, I went out of, you know, to a huge campus, bunch of strangers, roommate that I didn't know. It was, it was really difficult. I I had, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew what I was supposed to do, but so I love that, you know, that is where you sort of start them. Right. Right. Well, I I think um, it makes sense to me that that's, you know, (laughs) that's just the beginning. And yeah, there's, there's so many options and, you know, knowing that you have choices is, is also empowering. Well, I, I just think that's I, I just think that's really important. I mean, maybe it's because of how I'm manifesting that from my experience, but I wish <laughs> my kids are going to graduate. But I wish I had said something about that to them. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us about secret number two about managing time, which we know is way easier to say than it is to do because we're all working women, and you know, our time yes. gets away with from us, even though we've tried to do it for many years. So, tell us how you start that conversation with them. Well, I have found that. Time management is is one of the most crucial aspects of college life, 
And that's really where a lot of kids get tripped up because they didn't have to manage their time in high school. I mean, it was everything was kind of set out for them in school and, you know, maybe they had after school activities, but it was all kind of lined up and there wasn't a lot of free time. They knew when they had a, they knew when they got home, they had to do their homework and their mom prepared dinner and so forth. So there, there really wasn't a need to really think about it. But in college, uh, there's more unscheduled time than scheduled time. You know, there, you don't take that many classes at, you know, in any given week. Um, and you really have to figure out, you know, how to use your time productively so that you stay on top of the academics and you also have time to socialize or do other activities. So it, and in addition to that, you have to figure out, um, you know, when can I fit in my exercise or when can I, when am I going to eat and, you know, all those other things. When am I going to do my laundry? Uh, so they're just, they're just, you know, you're living a more adult life. And so I um, always have kids I work with use a planner. And most of them have had some exposure to a planner, but I take it to a, a higher level. Mm-hmm. I, I have them put in everything that they need to do in a day you know, including like when, when they're going to go to sleep and when they're going to take a shower. Um, so the reason why I do that is that I want them to see where their actual free time is so that, that they don't, you know, they, ha- they know that, you know, that is time that they can just do whatever they want. They can relax or they can hang out with friends and have coffee or whatever it is, but so that they, you know, they know they've gotten everything done. Cause when, once you start getting behind is when, you know, things get, more stressful and you start to feel like you can't do it. So I want to always really make sure that they're on top of everything and that they, they, you know, they know how to have a more productive day. Yeah. If any school, uh, like, you know, I would say that that's definitely a huge, I'm still working on the time. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's a lifelong process learning that skill for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it takes, you know, some kids grasp it really easily and and some don't, but you know, when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, I'm, I'm like, I'm the support person. I'm an accountability partner for them. So I'm can always checking in and reminding them and, you know, trying to get them to really do it because I'm not going to be with them for four years. I mean, I'm going to, but I want them to get, you know, get into the habit. It's all about creating new habits. So that's a, that's a great point. So when you are having these conversations with, with uh, a student, uh, Mm -hmm. um, college student, how often do you check in with them? How, what is the accountability when Mm -hmm. you, you you know, you're, you're offering them this kind of information for them? Well, I generally meet with them on zoom like this uh, once a week and it could be maybe up to an hour, sometimes less, but in between the sessions, I'm, I'm available by text or email, like anytime it's Mm -hmm. really, you know, um, but I, I find that most kids like to text. So I'm texting them at least, at least once a day. You know, and if they have any issues or questions, they know they can text me more often. So do you, do you have, um, do you have a specific planner that you 
recommend for them? I mean, because and the reason I ask this is because I do honestly try. This was the year I was going to plan. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so I went out and I bought this really pretty planner. And I was trying to think of, well, how is my brain going to, you know, because they're all different. I mean, and I honestly, I, January is empty and we're in March. I didn't do it very well. (laughs) Um, So, you know, how do you, you know, just it's, I feel like it's, it's great to, you know, to have that conversation, you'll put everything down, but how do you have them actually work the plan? I mean, to write the plan down is one thing, but you know, at at the end of the, you know, we all know our days go in a hundred directions. And so when they sort of come back at the end of the day and you have these conversations with them and and you say, you say, so how did your day go? You know, how did the plan go? And they say, well, you know, not great. Do you explain to them, well, it's not, not great. What did you get done? I mean, sort of, how do you, how do you keep them energized to understand that, you know, you put it down, that was your, you know, that was sort of your best guesstimate as how things were going to go. So how do you continue that conversation so that they, they then, you know, adapt that process? Well, partly is, is showing them that, you know, because they did do the two hours of studying, they got their work done so that they were then able to go do some fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of showing them that how the plan did help them and that how it made it made their day better. Even if they didn't do everything that they wanted to do, they, you know, they did most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and also just asking them how they feel, you know, are they, do they, are they feeling less anxious than maybe they did when they weren't using the plan mm-hmm. planner? Um, you know, I want, I want them to feel less stressed to, to kind of notice the difference yep. when they're having, you know, when they're sticking to some routine as opposed to just kind of doing everything haphazardly. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's- yeah. But in terms of, a, you know, which planner, it's funny, I've actually, I've bought so many planners on Amazon because <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to find the perfect planner. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I actually don't think there is a perfect planner. It really has to do with the person mm-hmm. and what they, you know, what feels right to them. I'm actually fine. I don't need any fancy planner for myself. I just mm-hmm. need, I just need the, the days and the times and that's, that's it. I don't, you know, a lot of them have other things. They'll have, you know, a little thing about gratitude. They'll have, you know, write down the last few different questions in the planner. I mean, I don't, I don't need all of that, all those bells and whistles in it. Um, I just want to kind of really straightforward for myself, but, but I, I agree with you. I mean, I wish there was like, a perfect planner. I could tell you, you know, that's the one. <laughs> I don't think there is. So yeah. how are, are these students, are they, so are they actually getting a planner or are some of them doing it electronically? I mean, I'm just trying to sort of figure out how that whole transitions. Cause you're, you're you know, we talked before about um, the impact of social media, which obviously means we're, we're attached to our devices. So right. how do they transition to now? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to actually see this all in one, maybe a week or a month at a time versus, yeah, well, I I tell them that the you know the um, research is that when you write down what you need to do and it connects with your brain in a much stronger way, mm-hmm. and that that they're going to just get a, have a, get a lot more benefit out of using a physical planner. So they they that's what they do. 
Um, but yes, you're right. I mean, some people are using their phones as their planner, but yeah, I don't know that it just, it's just much more difficult. I think it's just so much easier to just write it down and, and you can erase it and move things. And I don't know, it just seems so much easier. <laughs> well, and one, one of the conversations we've had previous on a different show with John Kennedy, we actually, um, mm-hmm. sorry, on the phone, there are all these dis- all the times these notifications and then you're looking for your calendar and then there's a notification oh let me check that so next thing you know you could lose 30 minutes to an hour going down a rabbit hole you're exactly right yeah yeah Yeah, you don't get that with the paper planner (laughs) that's true yeah you definitely avoid those distractions and yeah and and everyone's carrying around some some kind of backpack or something Mm -hmm. it's not like it's so difficult to do that yeah. They, they're actually usually carrying their, now they're carrying around their laptops because they want to take notes mm-hmm. in classes with their laptop, which I think is also, I don't agree with. I, I think it would be better if they were writing it for the same yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 So let's move on to secret number three. Okay. Number three. What do I have? A Build three? Healthy, healthy habits. Healthy habit, habits. Habit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am a health coach, so I come from that perspective and I know that when you live a healthy lifestyle your body is just going to feel more calm less stressed mm-hmm. and so the habits you know there are lots of different habits but the ones that I talk about are what you're eating how much sleep you're getting how you you know what kind of sleep routine you have um, exercise or I call it even not necessarily serious exercise but just moving your body mm-hmm. And then how much water you're drinking. So those, those are my four areas that I focus on. And I, I think if you get, try to, if you get all of those right, it's going to really, really help a lot. So do you give them um, menus, suggestions? Do you sort of have a place or are you just, you know, how, how do you have that conversation? Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I do is I, um, I start out giving them a questionnaire and to find out kind of, you know, what they're eating currently and then I have them, I talk about what they should be focusing on, which is basically fruits and vegetables more than anything else. And having a plate that is colorful. So mm-hmm. I talk about a lot about that. And then I, I have them take pictures of what they're eating and, and send it to me in my, on their phone to kind of just, you know, let them also, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes they'll, they'll think that they made good choices. And then when I get the picture, it's all white food. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, what happened to the vegetables? <laughs> you know, so, you know, they start to get it, that, yeah. that there are different options. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, you know, I might encourage them to go check out the salad bar. There is a salad bar. You don't have to just get in line for the hamburger. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, and I mean, I'm not trying to make anyone a vegetarian or anything like that, but I want them to have some balance yeah. and to have more nutritional foods on their plate. Yeah. And as we know from uh, also uh, when we have Ida on here, our mm-hmm. queen of biohacking of mm-hmm. food and, and the veggies and the fruits are highly important because like you said, Dale, when you get healthy nutrition, this is when your body and good sleep and water and moving your body. Those are yep. the basics to just keep our body 
um, able to function. And we are going to have to step away for just a few minutes for a couple of messages, but we uh, will be coming back to get the last three of the secrets to success. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. And we are back with Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary, and we are talking about making the big transition from high school to college. Any of you guys who have kids are, have seen the uh, effects that it has on your kids, and uh, it is an extremely stressful time. And those of you who have been to college Remember your own transition. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, yeah. Jessica? Yes, yes. That's why I absolutely love that we have Dale Troy on with us because she's giving us some great tips. Um, and she's got this wonderful, wonderful freebie that she's going to um, share with everyone so that you can download it yourself. But she calls it the six secrets to a successful first year of college. So we've already gone through one, two, and three. And just so we'll recap, the first secret she shared was creating a vision and setting your own goals. So that's super important. She works with the students um, about doing that. Um, Her second secret, Dale, was um, to manage their time. And we had a really big conversation about that because you know it's great to try and get our students to do that. But we talked about how, you know, Time management is just a big issue in general. So obviously, if we can get them going right while, you know, while we've got them primed, that would be awesome for as they transition into, you know, the corporate world or the private, wherever they decide to go. And then the third one we talked about was building healthy habits and how nutrition plays a huge part and and our, our overall health and managing stress. So we're now up to her fourth secret that she's going to share with us. And this is uh, to create a support network on campus. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. 
So the idea behind uh, having a support ne- network on campus is that, as we said, we're the students. I keep calling them children, but they're students. Students are leaving their home and you know going into an unknown world, and uh, so I recommend that they think about four different areas where they can find support on campus. The first being peers. And those, you know, and again, this is all about being proactive. So knowing that, you know, this is up to you. Nobody's going to come to you and say, I want to be your support person. So you need to go out and find them. So it's peers, whether they're in the dorm or in classes or in an activity, you know, people that you can relate to. Number two is professors. Many students don't really take advantage of uh, office hours where they can get to know their professor that will help lo- along the line, um, you know, down the road um, in terms of getting a, an internship or getting a recommendation from a profess- professor. So it's, it's really helpful to do that. The third is somebody in the dorm. They always have some kind of residential assistant or a dorm parent. And you invariably, there will be some dorm issue and you will want to know who that person is and want them to know you and you know feel like you can confide in them so I would suggest you know right from the start get to know that person and then the fourth is uh the health center that is um as much for parents as for the child Mm -hmm. parents are very worried about the health of their children when they go to college and just that they're going to be safe and healthy and so forth and the health centers are often complicated to use. They're maybe not they're where they're located, how you get an appointment, what you have to do. You know, it's, it's often really more complicated than you would imagine. So if you figure that out ahead of time before you need them, it's always a good thing. So if you have all these different aspects, you know, different uh, categories of people kind of in your um, as part of your daily life and you, you, you're going to just feel more, you're not going to feel less lonely. You're going to feel like you belong. You're going to feel like you're part of the community. And that's, that's really what it is. Just when you don't want to feel like a sense of community and that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. It's okay that I'm not with my parents. I, I have support where I am. Yeah. And, you know, and that sort of goes back to, um, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about where now you get to sort of choose your people. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, you mentioned, um, Dale, about the groups that they can join and, mm-hmm. you know, the people that they, you know, that they gravitate toward um, more. And, you know, so I recently went to my second daughter's orientation. And the interesting thing is your recommendations or what I as a parent, and I'm sure the students also sit through and say, okay, so here's where you can, here's where you can find those people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like having someone like you who makes them really focus mm-hmm. on how that can positively impact them, not knowing that they're there and okay, well, I'll reach out when I need them, but actually creating that sort yes. of haven so that they know they don't have to wait until some, you know, until they're in a bad space to search someone. They're sort of, you know, their guardrails aren't really, you know, too far out of whack. No, I, I, no, I totally agree. And a lot of kids are just, they, you know, they feel lonely when they go to college. And if, if they can start to feel like they have um, people around them that, you know, care about them, it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. I think that it's really important. 
I just now went into the moment, <laughs> into that feeling of when I went away for the first time, when you said feeling lonely, I was like, how ironic. Yeah. I went to this giant university where there were thousands of students and I felt more alone than mm-hmm. I ever felt, but because I didn't, I, you know, I didn't have guidance. I didn't have something, you know, your guidance counselor when, you know, I was younger sort of just made sure academically, you know, you knew what sort of, you know, what you needed to do because you had a job as a student, but there's a whole world that we send them into when they go off to college, which, you know, is a much larger picture. Totally. Yeah. So that, what was that? Number four? That was number four. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> secret number five, I know all these great information. So here's a good, how to manage stress. So that's your secret number five, manage stress. So this is going to be a great conversation. Yeah. Just, so secret number five is you're both very interested in stress. So what I do is I, I expose uh, students to a, a, hu- a huge, a wide range of possibilities of how to reduce stress, you know, whether it's meditation, deep breathing, yoga, spending time in nature, playing with animals, uh, gratitude journal, you know, like aromatherapy. There's just like, it's, it's endless, really, um, the possibilities. And what I want the students to do is to pick out a couple after, you know, hearing about them or trying them pick out a couple that they feel comfortable doing so that they can do them on a regular basis. And if they're having a particular, particularly stressful time, they can go to that, you know, use it. Um, for instance, I, had, I was working with a girl who was having panic attacks before tests. And as soon as I taught her deep breathing, which she didn't know anything about, um, that worked like so easily for her and she loved it and she stopped having her panic attacks. So it, it's just, you know, a lot of the kids haven't been exposed to the, these tools. Mm-hmm. So once, once they are and they, they choose something, it, it really is fantastic for them. And I think that's, again, where as parents, when we become more conscious parents, we can have already instilled and taught all these very simple tools. But I also think they'll, I love all these tools that you're talking about because they're so simple and such. But I also think that many times when you use these tools intentionally for stress, that it becomes more powerful and effective as opposed to, oh, I just light this candle and it's just sitting there in the background. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. If, you, if you're intentionally using it to reduce, to feel calmer and, and you know, really be in the moment and get rid of your stress, that's definitely going to make a difference. You know, you could be playing with animals anytime and not even thinking about that. And, but if you're using it to feel, you know, calmer, that it's a totally different experience. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, you have a whole bunch of things here, which I love, you know, you, you, and you spoke about them before. So you talk about a gratitude journal about doing yoga, which is something we've had. A, I had a whole show on Pilates and we'll talk about that another time, but, um, but yoga I haven't tried yet. I love that, but um, so the deep breathing you said, walking in nature, listening to music. Music is my go-to. That is definitely oh, okay. my go-to. And then meditation, you mentioned aromatherapy and the affirmation. So those are those are great um, suggestions. And then tell us about the sixth. Have well, a growth mindset. Yeah. Tell me about this, a growth mindset. Um, kind of goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, which is that 
um, kids haven't learned how to deal with setbacks and mistakes and they're fearful of making mistakes and doing something wrong and not, not being good enough. And if you, if you, you can turn it around and get them to realize that mistakes or challenges or whatever it is that they're facing, though, that's just part of life. And that's a way that you grow and you learn so that they aren't to be feared, but they're to be used as an experience and to move forward. And that all of those things that are happening to them that are, you know, don't feel so good. They're, they're just learning experiences. And that's, you know, just going to create a more positive view of what's happening on college mm-hmm. campus. And I think one of the things as parents, especially if you're, if you're catching this show before your kids are getting ready to uh, go to high school, one really simple way to teach your kids that, okay, getting a bad grade is not the end of the world and, and to become fearful of making a mistake. Because if, when we become fearful of making a mistake, we freeze Mm-hmm. and get anything done. And that's not a successful life either. But say, for example, it's a bad grade. It's like, okay, instead of flipping out and blowing your top and yelling and screaming and ranting and raving, maybe say, hey, this, what do you think about this grade? Is, are you okay with this grade? And what do you need to do to, um, to get a better grade next time? Because now you're making them think. Now that's good. Yeah, they, we definitely are should be setting our, our kids up for success at a much earlier age. And um, we're, we're really not doing that as a, <laughs> as a society right now, right? Yeah, right. just having yeah. them yeah. be more accountable for themselves. And like, yeah. you know, you, you introduced us to that new term. Oh, snowplow. Shovel, shovel. We don't even know how to say it here in Florida. No. So yeah, yeah, you know, you know, and gosh, if, you know, I feel like I, that's what I did. I was sort of that tough love type of mom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just was, you know, like, you got to figure it out. You know, I start to, you start to realize failing a test doesn't mean you're a failure as a person. It doesn't mean you're not going to be successful in life. You start to try and explain to them, but you know, like, you know, Dale, and the the reason you you do this is because you want them to, you know, they have to take control. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to recognize what that feels like. So giving them all these tools to, you know, sort of compartmentalize in, in their mind and, you know, then all of a sudden it's not that big, you know, it's not as overwhelming. And obviously that's the hope for you. So, um, Dale, you obviously do something unique. What, how do, how can someone, how do you have, do you try and have parents reach out to you? What's sort of your goal with, with what you provide? Do you try and reach out to parents? How can we sort of have everyone listening here say, gosh, I need to get in touch with Dale. How do I do that? So explain that process. Uh, well, probably the two easiest ways would be either to go to my website where you, there's ways to contact me through my website, which is crushcollegestress.com, or they can simply email me, Dale Troy at crushcollegestress.com. Those, and um, I believe you're going to have in the show notes my download that will also put them on my email list. Oh, that's if perfect. They, if they download that. The, yeah. And, yeah. The guy. That's perfect because I actually opted in. I like to do that. So, okay. you know, by opting in, you actually get <clears throat> multiple emails from Dale yes. about 
lots of information. Um, and even though, you know, I, I, my kids may not be there right now, this is information I could absolutely right now share with them. And, and this is real life, you know, information and, and steps and ideas that we can use now, you know, just in co- having this conversation, this isn't only for this transition, but it's a great time to start. Exactly. Yeah. I, I often say that, that this is for your life. I'm not teaching mm-hmm. you this just so you can get through college. I'm getting, this is continuing. This is going to be useful your entire life. Absolutely. So what, what other tidbit would you like to leave our listeners with? We have another minute for you to sort of, you know, tell, tell them what they can expect. So when, what happens when someone reaches out to you, how do you, how do you draw them in? How do you, what's your step with them? Well, if, um, I mean, basically a, a parent would reach out to me and then usually they will want me to talk to their child to make sure that the child's comfortable talking, you know, working with me mm-hmm. and that hasn't been a problem yet. So good. <laughs> that's good. And then we schedule a time, a weekly time that's going to work for them. I'm very flexible. They choose the time. I'm a late night person. It can be anytime. And then, as I said, we meet once a week and then in between we text or email and I think they feel very supported and I, you know, I can work with them for a full semester, which is what I prefer to do so that I, I can really work on their habits. And if that's not possible, then, you know, we do something less, but, but that the ideal situation is to work for an entire semester. Perfect. So one more time, your website and email. It's crushcollegestress.com. My name, Dale Troy. It's Dale with a D like dog. Dale Troy at crushcollegestress.com. Perfect. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. This was excellent information. And like you said, not just college, before and after. It's a lifespan. So, Jessica, where can people reach you? So, best place to reach me, you can go to my blog at jessicadurrell.com where I am finally getting some great content uploaded to there, but real easy, Jessica Durrell, the number one at gmail.com and let's connect there. And I am Karen Weary with insightscounselingcenter.com. And we want you to go out there and shine your beautiful inner self because all of you, as you know, I say every week, have your very unique special talents that the world needs. So go out there, use these six secrets for success. and. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.